0: Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. The reality is, as we go through life, we all get into those places where woe is me is ruling our thinking, right? We have circumstances that come along and we tell ourselves, this is unfair, this should not be happening. And we are, we are feeling very much like poor, pitiful me. And, and we're, we're lying to ourselves if we say that's not true. That is true, that we feel that way. It's not truth about who we are. This whole theme that we're going through right now is about spiritual liberation. It's about using the power of our consciousness to change our reality and the first step in that is having dominion over our thinking. We when we talk about Christ the King, you know, you've probably sung that in a song somewhere or other. Christ is a word connoting the consciousness of awakening. And that Christ consciousness is meant to be the ruler of our thoughts. That's what that means we are all called to have a king consciousness that declares the truth. And the truth is never poor, poor, pitiful me. That's just a condition that appears to be true. And we, we feel grief when it appears to be true. And we're all subject to that. And there's no shame in that. It's just, it's just like the weather, you know? You look outside. It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of the essence of it, isn't it? And, and you could look at that gray sky out there, that fog, and say, oh, this is my life. Poor, pitiful me. It's always going to be like this. This is so unfair. So Seattle. Seattle. I know, why is Seattle's weather down here? (laughs) We could do that, (laughs) but it's not gonna make us very happy. And so what we have to do is learn ways to shift our thinking. We can't say, oh, I'll never have those thoughts again. Forget about it, of course you are. We all are, we're gonna have those thoughts again. You know, just recognize it. But we can arm ourselves with strategies for how do we get ourselves out of that. Uh, Many of you know that I spent this last week in DC with my sister, my sister is younger than I am, and she has a degenerative brain disease. And she has gone just in the last month from being somebody who could have an intelligent conversation with you and was lively and just a beautiful human being to somebody who is sitting in getting closer and closer to a vegetative state. She To, to be able to walk with a walker, it's kind of like this... It's really shocking to see. And I had plenty of poor pitiful me thoughts in this last week, and so did the rest of my family. And you know, I I can't tell how much my sister is having those thoughts or not. I'm thinking maybe, maybe she can still have those thoughts. It's very hard, and the more I dwell on that, the worse I feel. And I can't, I can't say, don't be sad. Of course I'm going to be sad. That's, that's part of the human journey. But I can use strategies, and one of them is gratitude. So I, I felt tremendous gratitude for watching my brother-in-law and the way that he cared for her. He was so attentive and gentle and kind. And it made my heart happy, even in the midst of the sorrow. I began to practice um, this whole theme of spiritual liberation. is coming out of a book by Michael Beckwith called Spiritual Liberation. And so one of the things he talked about in there was the Pea Prayer. So the Pea Prayer was he had a group of people, and it was a class probably similar to what... Um, Joy is going to do with the Heal Your Life. But there was a woman in the class who was waiting on a kidney transplant. And she just, you know, she didn't know if she was going to get one. And if she didn't get one, she didn't know if she was going to live. And it was very dire. And, you know, her chances for getting one weren't as good as she needed them to be. And she was asking for prayer that she get a kidney. And and Michael Beckwith said, well, okay, we can pray that you get a kidney, but how about if we just pray for healing. And, you know, when you're in these situations, you look at them and you don't really think it's possible, do you? You get to a point and you think, all right, that's it. You know, death is just around the corner. But she agreed, okay, okay. And so the class, he in- invited them to do the pee prayer, which is every time that you go to pee, <laughs> you. Bless your kidneys for healthy functioning and sort of extend that to this woman. And so they did. They practiced that. Well, a couple of months later, her kidney had completely reversed and it was whole and well. That is actually in the field of possibility. Even though we, none of us, know how to make that so. None of us have that magic wand, bing, healed. We don't have that. But we have the ability to step into that consciousness that says that that is possible. We, we don't know what is in the highest good for people. We know what we like. We know what we want, but we don't know what's in the highest good. So we can all do the equivalent of that. So, so when I was walking around different times, like whether I was pushing a wheelchair or just going for a walk somewhere, I thought, I have a long stride. I am so grateful that I have the ability to walk with a long stride. I don't think I'd ever been grateful for that before. So the P prayer is about being grateful for the things that we take for granted. And if we're praying for somebody, like in my case with my sister, I'm grateful that I can make coherent thoughts, that I can express myself. I am so grateful for that. And that's a much more powerful thought (coughs) than just being sad that she can't. Another strategy that we can use is to align ourselves with the loving generosity of the universe. Because every time that we get into a place of, ooh, I don't have enough, we contract. And we, we disalign ourselves with that. But the truth is, love is flowing all the time. That is the nature of the divine. That is, it's a field, an energetic field of, of love that's flowing everywhere. Everywhere. And we get to be conduits of it. Except when we shut down and tell ourselves some poor, pitiful me thought. We get to allow that and just let love and generosity flow in whatever way it needs to flow. We get to be a point of celebration, this cosmic dance of delight that we call our universe we are a localized point of that if we'll just get out of the way and let it through. We tend to tell ourselves poor pitiful me thoughts about what we can't do or why we can't do it or blah, 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 and life is so serious and look at that fog. We tend to tell ourselves those kind of things. But, you know, when we were little kids before we got so darn serious, there was delight everywhere. All kinds of things were exciting, whether it was, woo, fingers, and we weren't even on acid. You know? It was just, I don't It's just, there's so much that is delightful. One of my sisters, not the one that's ill, but one of my sisters was born with a deformed foot, and she has been pretty much in pain her entire life. And we were having this discussion over lunch, and she said, you know, yeah, my foot is hurting now. It's Actually, it's bleeding right now, but if I put my thoughts on that, I'm going to feel Awful. And she has learned through her life to be what she calls it as being strong and to put lift her attention to something higher. And so she goes around just doing her best to be joyful, to be joyful with other people. She got stuck in Newark, New Jersey airport for... Hours, hours and hours and hours, and she's going up to all kinds of people and making friends and be, spreading joy and cheer, and it was just like, "Wow, only my sister Kathy could do that. She just she's just this I mean, she's always been like that. I, I can remember I, I had some remorse. Uh, because I had spanked her as a little girl because it was after midnight. I was babysitting. She was still bouncing on the couch, you know, and wouldn't stop and laughing wildly. And so I spanked her until she stopped laughing. It was one of those shameful moments of, you know, 12-year-old babysitter (laughs) history. But it, it couldn't keep her down. It couldn't keep her down she just she just has that in her and in part because she has chosen she has chosen to have dominion over her thoughts and she we're walking along and she's saying look at those sycamore trees look at the pattern on the trunks she chooses to find beauty wherever she looks and we can do that too And we can forgive. That's another strategy. Joy was talking about that. We need to forgive ourselves, but we also need to forgive other people. We are the rulers of our thoughts. We get to choose whether we want to spend our time having poor, pitiful me thoughts about, you know, that person really worked me over well, you know, and I'm never going to let go of it. Let me tell you the story about that. It's a great story. Have you got an hour or two hours or three hours? Let me tell you. We, we have that tendency to want to do that. It gives us a sense of adrenaline and the adrenaline is feels like power. Yeah, I'm powerful. I was quite a victim. No, that's not power. Let the love flow through. Picture the person in front of you that did you wrong. And just say, I forgive you. Your actions have no power over me. I am the ruler of my thought. I'm cutting this, I'm cutting this through. Declare a jubilee. Go, go your own way. Live your life. You are not gonna weigh my energy down because that's what it does. If you, if you go and you do the, the vision board with Deb today, and you say, okay, here's my life. This is what I'm gonna create. I'm gonna get all these images, and I'm, I'm gonna go for it. This is gonna be my life. And then you take all your energy and you plug it into whoever this was that did you wrong. Even if it was your own self. You know, if I spent all my energy being mad at myself because I spanked my sister when she was 12, I mean, what, wouldn't that be stupid? But we do that. We beat ourselves up for what we did or what we didn't do or what somebody else did or what somebody else didn't do. And thats it. think about it as just for the sake of imagining. Let's say you have 100 watts of energy going through your system every day and you have all these cords, and you can plug them into whatever you want. You've only got 100 watts. Where are you gonna put it? Well, I'm gonna put 50 watts over here because that person did this to me. Well, okay. You can do that, but now you've only got 50 watts, and you've gotta actually run your body. You need some energy to run your body. And so all these dreams that you have, Well, now you've only got a little bit left for those dreams. So don't do that. Don't waste your time on resentment. Nobody ever healed a relationship through resentment. We didn't get anything out of it except mad ourselves and stalled in the progress for creating what we wanted. We are here to make big changes in our world. We are here to create a world that works for everybody, that that love is flowing and we can't do that unless we take dominion of our thoughts. So be grateful for everything you can think of. Be generous and just let Everything flow through you. You don't have to hold on tight like there's not going to be any more. Costco's gonna run out. You know. <laughs> we don't have to do that. We have the whole life force behind us. We can be celebrating in each moment. And we can be sourcing forgiveness. It's like there's there's no borders. For love. Just let it flow everywhere. That's the change that we want to make in the world. And if we all join together, if we all do that, just think of the world we can create. It's a beautiful thing.